Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Good morning and welcome to another show of Jack and Payne with myself, Jack Revolt, and of course Australian cricket captain Tim Payne. And as every week, it is thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmanian's real estate specialist. Payne, how are things down in the Apple Isle, mate? Morning, Jack. Uh, things couldn't be happier down in the Apple Isle, I wouldn't have thought, given the, the last few days. Uh, time frame around an AFL team, uh, exciting news early next year, and of course, two massive finals, AFL finals in Tasmania. So at the moment, Tasmanian sports fans are buzzing, it's absolutely buzzing. Certainly would be buzzing down there with, uh, as you mentioned, the two AFL finals, I can't believe I'm saying it. We sort of flagged it a little while ago, and even our man Flash Lithgow flagged it last week. The game, he, he, he I think he guessed, to money. be honest. He definitely guessed, but he was on the money. Swans, Giants, and of course, the mighty Essendon Football Club will be taking on the Western Bulldogs in the two elimination finals at Utah Stadium up in Launceston. Now, Payne, you are a Bombers supporter. Will you be making the trip up to... I am making the trip. I've got a huge Sunday plan with three mates. We're going to drive up early, have uh, have breakfast in Campbelltown. Where are you going to Sunday go in Campbelltown? Morning. Is it a banjo's job? I think it's a banjo's job. Yep. We don't want to get too stuck in... Um, yeah, I think you just get in, get your coffee. You know, if you get stuck there, you might not make it to the, to the game. <laughs> There's going to be that many people driving up from Hobart. So we're looking at a quick stopover. Find somewhere close uh, to York Park or Utah Stadium as it is now. Maybe one quiet beer just to settle the nerves because we haven't been in a final for a long time, Jack, us Essendon boys. So we're, we're excited. Um and then I think we'll just see where the night takes us after that. So planning to stay up up there after the game? Is that the is that what you're thinking? No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, uh, we left it probably too late. Uh, prices went up. I'm also carrying a little bit of an injury, as we've spoken about off air. So I, I need to get back early Monday and back into my rehab. So um, I'll, I've been allowed to have the one beer. Yep. I might have two. I have one before just to settle the nerves and one if we win, and then. Um, got uh, Harrison Agent's own actually Tom Triffitt driving me back so I'll be making the most of that you'll be in enemy territory up there will you drink Cascade while you're in Launceston or do you sip into a oh. bit of Bogues draft I, I won't be touching the Bogues I'm a Cascade <laughs> man through and through I'm not sure what the porridge rights are at the ground um, but look we'll have to we'll have to make do um, as I said it's been a long wait for Bombers fans and, and Tasmania last time the, the, obviously the Hawthorne game up there it was like a home game so um, can't wait. Saw it on telly. Uh, looked unbelievable. Can't wait to get up there and, and see what a finals atmosphere looks like in Tasmania. Well, the people are voting with their feet and with their pockets, of course. the game, Both games uh, were sold out in a matter of, well, a matter of minutes, really. Both sides have, uh, have uh, obviously played down there a lot. Sydney actually have the uh, AFL Games record in terms of uh, final, uh, sorry, attendance with a Hawthorne game a few years back. And, of course, you mentioned that game against Essendon. Hawthorne yep. and Essendon uh, a month ago, which was certainly 
Packed to the brim at Utah Stadium. And we are very, very lucky. We've been pushing this on our socials, Painey. Um, the fact that we've got a double pass. A double pass to the Essendon and Bulldogs game for the person who's come up with the best uh, first banner for when the yep. AFL side, our AFL side, the Tasmanian AFL side, makes it's it. has been plenty debut. coming through too, hasn't plenty, it? We've had plenty of love on the, on the socials. And you did mention the fact that we have found out, we've been talking about the Colin Carter report now for a while, We've actually got what what we wanted. We wanted a decision um, yep. on when it was going to come out. So we're talking early 2021. That must be uh, well. It's it's certainly it's great news. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And I'll tell you who deserves the biggest tick so far is the premier. He has been sensational. He's held firm on this the whole way through. He's been very clear, very strong with the AFL. Um, I think after the initial probably just that slight disappointment after the Carter review was sort of pushed back, and as he said, kicked down the can to then. Go back in, sit Gill down again, eyeball him and get him right where he wanted. Plus the additional two home finals, he's done a terrific job. So he, he gets the biggest tick. I think the other one is is the guys on the task force. They've obviously put together an unbelievable business case. Um, it's got to the point now where it, it just can't be ignored any longer. So um, Tasmanian AFL fans cannot wait to, to hear what's going to happen early next year. Time frame, decision. We've got banners sorted. It's it's ready to go. So it's it's... Absolutely huge news for Tasmanian football fans. Um, and, yeah, this weekend, I suppose, kicks it off with two huge finals, which uh, everyone's looking forward to going up to Launceston and, and having a look at. Well, I'm glad you've mentioned the Premier there. And here is uh, him making that announcement in Parliament during the week. I'm also very pleased to announce it this morning that after further discussions with the AFL and Mr McLaughlin over the past week, we've now reached agreement on the time frame for a decision on a Tasmanian licence, Mr Speaker. The decision for a Tasmanian AFL licence will, will be once and for all made next year in line with the finalisation of the funding model for the AFL industry for the 23 and 24 seasons, and this will be finalised during the 22 season, I would hope, early in the season, Mr Speaker. The AFL and the state government work through the matters raised in the Carter report ahead of the final position to be put to club presidents for a decision once and for all on a Tasmanian licence, Mr Speaker. Hear, 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 hear. Just hear, hear, all right. Parliament's a bit rough, isn't it? They get sort of... It is. Let him say it. Someone's going to ask about Hawthorne. Who cares about Hawthorne yeah. at the moment? We've got the... Uh, we've got what we wanted. We've got, a, obviously, the report that says the, li- the 19th licence is viable and we've also got a timeline as well. In terms of the yeah. voting, we've spoken about this. It'll, it'll come down to the 18 current presidents voting. Um, and, I mean... The question will be asked is why? Why would a president vote for an, an AFL team to come in? Another a nineteenth AFL team to come in, Payne. Have you got any thoughts around that? I don't. I, I'm. That was one of the questions I had written down. What What are we going to be lobbying for? If you're walking in to sit down with club presidents, what What are we selling to them? I did hear um, Jared Waitley, who you hosted AFL three hundred and sixty with during the week. That last night, I don't know where he gets this information from, Jared, but he's really wrong. He said that if if the vote was taken today, it would be nine nine. Right? Is that is so, that a positive? You, you take that as I a think positive? that's a positive. Yeah, I would so have thought we'd I. be miles back yep. further than that. So I'm looking at now. You've got six to eighteen months to lobby three, maybe four, to get get you the number that you need. And and the other thing I think he touched on, which is really important, is that it's a they'll be encouraged as you know to make it as a visionary vote. So to look past COVID, the next couple of years, we've got as he touched on with the revenue sharing models or whatever it is for the for the AFL for the next few years that's going to be set up now so look past that look past the COVID troubles look into you know the beyond the horizon kind of stuff and and look at how's this league going to shape up in the next 
five or six years. So that's going to be difficult for some clubs given the current environment, but it means now we've got time, as we said, if it is at 9-9 or even close to that, I think that's a huge positive. It gives uh, the Premier and the task force and whoever's involved in that lobbying with those presidents a bit of time to, to sell our vision and, um, and get enough votes to get this 19th licence and standalone Tasmanian team. Well, ex, uh, ex-Collingwood President Eddie Maguire was very strong on this. Um, he's been a, a real advocate for, for Tasmanian football as well. And he spoke about what presidents would want to see on Footy Classified. I would not be putting my hand up if I was a president of a football club until I found out where the ground is going to be. So the Tasmanian government have got a bit of homework to do. There's a so plan that, for a, a state-of-the-art stadium in Hobart. Yeah, and I want to know who's paying for it, how much it is, and when it starts being built before you let them in. Let's talk about That's that, Paney. I, I think Eddie's a, a, a reasonable person and, and a very good businessman as well. So, like, like Jeez, he wasn't all... real reasonable with me a few years back in the BBL, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. <laughs> you're, you're, you're... <laughs> Sorry, I've forgotten about that. Um, for the people that don't know Hobart very well, the proposed site is yep. uh, is Macquarie uh, Macquarie Point, um, yep. and uh, I think a thirty thousand stadium, possibly indoor as well. It is right in the heart of the city. It would be a, it would be a big win for for obviously the the push um, for the team, uh, but it'd also be a big win for cricket as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think I think it'll just be a big win for the state. I think if you can get a state of the art facility right in the middle of the town, I think Adelaide is the best um, the best showing of that. If if you can have something that's close enough to your city that people can walk in and out of your city, it, it's it, it's win win. You get great crowds to the sport, you get great crowds to concerts, you're filling your city up, so it's great for small business. And obviously Tassie, that whole waterfront um, area that we've touched on in, in Macquarie Point would just be buzzing right through to Salamanca. You imagine a Friday night game there with work crowd and um, the ferries on the Derwent back and forth. It, it would just be an absolute picture. So I mean, I can see it working. It's obviously going to cost a hell of a lot of money. Um, but again, I can't believe that that uh, the Premier and Gill haven't sat down and discussed at some length who's funding what. I don't think they've just gone, oh, we'll, we'll go ahead. I think that discussion's taken place behind closed doors. They've come to some sort of agreement or ballpark decision on how much the government's going to have to put in, what it's going to look like. Um, that's been good enough to, for Gill, I suppose, to tick off and, and then be able to take it to the to the presidents of the 18 clubs. There's a big corporate backing down there in Tasmania. Surely we could uh, end up with... Um who, who who would be a like Cascade Stadium? That'd be decent, oh, wouldn't it? Or TT Line. TT. No, TT Line would be, well, a, be a big sponsor. Blunston Arena. We could just we could just roll it across the river. You reckon Blunston Arena too, like the Spirit One and Spirit yep. Two? But uh, we could have them both. I think Blunston. <laughs> I mean, I could be speaking completely out of school here, but I think Blunston Arena becomes your Tasmanian Football Club training facility, yep. and Macquarie Point becomes where the games are played, where the AFL games are played, where the Big Bash games are played. Uh, Shield cricket and AFL training stays at Blunston. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see on that one. Wait but Jack, obviously your week been slightly different. First time in a long time, Richmond out of the finals. Can you talk us through what it's looked like? I thought maybe a Zoom ad Monday for the Tigers. You've had an exit <laughs> meeting. How, how does that work when you can't go into work? Uh, the boys haven't been able well, to get the together meeting, at all. Yeah, the um, Zoom mad Monday didn't happen. Uh, so didn't no, happen? No, no. It's been, it's been very lonely at home. I've had a few glasses of... Uh, Pinot, a bit of Pooley actually, Pooley wines. I've been right. drinking their Mad Richmond supporters, Anna Pooley down Excellent. there, um, just out of Richmond um, in Tasmania. So I've been drinking a little bit of Pooley Pinot, um, but it's been yeah, it's been a, a really interesting week. Had a couple of beers after the game to celebrate, obviously the, the careers of uh, David uh, David Asprey um, and Basha Hawley and just the end sure. of the season, and then just 
headed home, headed home, and um, the uh, then I had an exit interview. So um, as every play does, you have an exit meeting. Came into uh, was that in person or did you? Yeah, no, I got a we've got a working permit system. I got my work permit to go into work and uh, have my exit meeting, which was which was interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, it's it's always a weird one because you sort of. You've got an idea of how you've played. The coaches have got a bit of an idea of how you've played and you sort of hope that they, they marry up a little bit. But for older players like myself, um, you start talking about a little bit more about direction and, and uh, where you yep. want the club, where the club can go, where we can get better. Um, even possibly talking about additions to the, to the football club in, in coaching and in obviously the player list as well. So... Um, I, I think who, every, who leads that discussion in, in AFL? Is that, is that you, do you go and present on your season and they give you something that they want to hear from you or do they hit you with it and then you kind of react? It's a little bit fluid, I suppose. It's, um, yeah. the, the, it's, the player obviously speaks about how they think they went um, and then your, your line coach, um, and I've had two line coaches this year because we had a swap halfway through the year to Andrew McWalter who, um, who started off the year as the forwards coach and then went into... Um, sort of more offensive ball movement and Xavier Clark as well who, who finished off the year coaching the forwards and then Damien Hardwick's obviously in there as well a couple of um, our key sort of football ops people and then yeah. our fitness staff as well so you, you go through everything you go through um, how, how you've held up in terms of body wise uh, they look at how much game time you've played um, training loads and all that sort of stuff and then and then it's a, a, a bit much a plan for, for what it's going to look like going forward but as I mentioned as you've developed a little bit of a, um, or spent time at the at the club, sort of they they can become very sort of on repeat. Um, so yeah, you, then you then you're looking more at, at what's the next step forward for us. So we're we're really excited about um, changing not changing direction, but just having some time to regenerate, um, come up with some new ideas, and then hit the season next year um, running and, and getting back to pre-season, which is one thing not of our, a lot of our young guys have actually done due to the fact that yeah. we've had restricted um, restricted pre-seasons with COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what, what do you reckon happened at Colton then? With David <laughs> Teague obviously just being sacked, but you've had a number of guys has been reported have been through and had a an exit meeting of their own with I a think coach all the players been sacked. Did. I think all the players did. Every yeah. player? Every player went through. Well, bar one. I know I did 360 with Eddie Betts on Tuesday night and... Um, I'd seen him the day before uh, for something else for, for Fox Football and um, he said he was off to his exit review and I was like, well, hang on, how does that work? What do, what do you, one, you're retiring um, and in the end he, he came clean that he just went in there and got his medical and got straight out and didn't end up having his, his exit review. So it would be an interesting time. It's an interesting time at the, at the Carlton Football Club and um, yeah, it's, uh, you, you wouldn't it's know what to do. Complete yeah. and utter mess, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't so, been too many worse handled situations than than the David Teague one. I, I wouldn't have thought. If you go back through the sacking of AFL coaches over the over the journey, I think this one takes the cake. It's been a good two-month lead-up. Worst kept secret of all time. No support. And then even the last few days you hear that potentially even players that he thought were on his team have, have probably turned their back on him. So it was a, a sad, sad end for David, David Teague and the Colton Footy Club. Of course, with all those things, um, I mean, there's obviously the initial shock of, of losing a coach. But um, I mean, it's uh, you look forward now to the next person to come in, um, breathe something different into a football club when something like this happens. I mean, they're they're arguably the biggest the biggest news agenda items, coach sackings, and they um, they bring hope though as well. That's the other thing they they bring someone else new in, fresh faces, and it, and it brings hope to the fans. So. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in that space. Um, and of course, the first game of the season, hopefully next year, will be 2022 Richmond v Carlton at the MCG in front Thursday of, night. in front of a very, very, very big crowd. Let's say we're hopefully we're at nearly Let's 100%. Hope so. Well, Paney, we have got a massive show today. Uh, later in the show, of course, your uncle, Robert Shaw. And we're not getting him Big on Rob. just... Not just because he's your uncle, but he's uh, in the uh, Tasmanian AFL Hall of Fame. Uh, he also has a very strong Essendon connection there, which no doubt is why you go for Essendon. Uh, we'll be chatting to the AFL Tasmania CEO, Damon Gill. Uh, we'll also be chatting to our hat-trick man, Nathan Ellis, who's been named as an emergency for the T20 World Cup. What a gig. What a what gig. What a gig. Travelling emergency. <laughs> Travelling emergency. Coming. Uh, and, uh, of course, our weekly guest, David Flash Lithgow. And, as I mentioned, off the top, we will be giving away that double pass to the Dogs v Bombers game. Up next, though, after the break, AFL Tasmania CEO Damon Gill. This is Jack and Paney right here on SEN Hobart. <laughs> 